0: all right eddie we're here dublin ireland look at this place the world famous black fortune home of conor mcgregor he has hosted us i want to ask you about this place as well but this is obviously a big deal to katie taylor fight week and i'm just curious off the bat when did the idea the dream of katie fighting in ireland first start to percolate in your brain
1: well i remember when i received a direct message from katie taylor after the olympic games in rio And I'd seen her win gold in London in 2022, one of the best atmospheres the Olympics has ever seen. And I was aware of her popularity in Ireland, but there was no market for women's boxing. Mm. And when she sent me that message, I was kind of like, you know, and it was was clearly a message not written by Katie, because she said, you know, I need a great promoter and you're a great, Mm. and since told me, I think her brother helped on that Mm. message. But out of respect, more than anything, I thought I have to hold this meeting. It's Katie Taylor, Mm. you know what I mean? She's incredible. But I just don't think women's boxing works. I don't think there's demand. I don't think the broadcasters take it seriously. But let's have the meeting and you know, out of respect. She flew over and came into my office with Brian Peters. And after about 15, 20 minutes, I was just mesmerized. I mean, you know, I said to her, tell me the things that are important in your life. She said, my faith, my family and boxing. And what I've done in the amateurs and the, the, you know, the, the way that I've paved, I believe I can do it in the professional minute. and I need your help and support. And I was like, oh, I'm in. And I said to her at that point, we're going to headline in Ireland. We're going to headline and sell out Madison Square. Garden. I mean, at that point, it's just you know, hyperbole. Like, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm now, I'm on it. And all of those things you say in the heat of the moment, but you never really expect to deliver on all of those. And, and the journey has been incredible. Probably my most enjoyable as a promoter because no one thought it was possible. And the reality is we've helped. But she's done it all, as she has done throughout her whole career. And the most pleasing thing now is to see the legacy unfold, her grassroots. You know, as you saw the work out, these young kids out, you know, being inspired by Katie Taylor.
0: It's, a, it's an unbelievable story and it's amazing to hear you say the most enjoyable because you've had some enjoyable mm-hmm. runs and what a journey it is just to get to this particular fight week. And of course we're here at the uh, world famous uh, Black Forge Inn which of course is owned by the great Conor McGregor which you were at uh, in, what was it, February or so? Or was yeah, it March? Yeah, something like that. And you were here in March after you came to visit me and the whole hullabaloo happened and then you had the meeting, he sent you a tweet and then this whole thing, happened. I didn't keep you waiting 40 minutes though or so no, right in no. the back, I was on time.
1: I mean firstly when I grow up yep. I want to have my own pub yes with a big screen of me playing it, yes. the whole day like it's unbelievable. I mean it's yes, like but right like this place yeah. is is a special place because it's it's been taken care of and it's a place of passion for him and the team here and every time you walk in here you know you feel like one people like to be here and like to work here and two the food is different class mm-hmm. I mean The Black Forge Irish Stout, which obviously is now official sponsor of Taylor Cameron. is genuinely a fantastic job, and I'm not even a stout drinker. And I met him just over there. You know, he he came out of nowhere and said, we've got to get this fight at Croke Park. And, you know, people were saying it was a publicity stunt. And if it was, I was up for that, you know, and I I messaged him and said, look, I'll fly out next week. I flew over and and we sat back there and had a couple of proper 12s and a couple of Irish Forge Stouts and, and a couple of steak on the stones. And you could see the passion he has for Katie Taylor. We've seen it when he came to Boston before. The passion he has for boxing, passion he has for this place, for for that Mm. stout, for the steak on the stone, like everything. And I love that passion. And now Tidal was sponsoring Katie Taylor. Tidal was sponsoring the event. Irish Stout sponsoring the event. And he came through. And it wasn't, you know, he's delivered. We've come through. I've never done so much publicity. He's (laughs) going to sell more of that stuff than he's ever sold before um but I, I like i just like energy i like being around people with great energy and and as you've seen with katie it's not some like her some done some have their opinion she's just purely loved mm. by the nation and she's the purest soul but also the fiercest competitor she petrifies me petrifies me because every now and again she will she will give you a, you know she will tell you how she feels and you just sit back and go oh and you do as you're told right and so,
0: that meeting was about getting it to Croke Park. Yeah. Ultimately, how close were you to getting this fight at Croke really Park? Really, when
1: I came here, you know, I wanted to say, look, I think that we should give up on that for, for May 20th. But we can go to the three arena and it can be the start. I mean, this journey's kind of gone front to back in, in the sense of she should have been headlining in Ireland for a professional debut. She should have been challenging for the world title and in Ireland. when well because of the problems with irish boxing you know there wasn't a lot of fighting here you know incidents at the weigh-in and stuff like that and it just people moved away from it and you know there were too many barriers to come over and do consistent events here and we just thought we're not going to hang around we're not going to wait on ireland and she became such a huge star in so many markets do you think that a star like katie taylor has never fought in her home country she's one of the biggest stars in combat Mm -hmm. sports and She's selling out venues in the UK. She's selling out Madison Square Garden. She boxed in Boston, Philadelphia, you know. I mean, and and now we're back here. So this feels like an incredible time for Irish boxing, almost like a rebirth. I mean, the first thing she said today in the ring was, we're bringing championship boxing back to Ireland. And I think that's important to her as well, part of her legacy. Because I think she wants boxing to be here in Ireland and in Dublin and she's the right person to bring you back.
0: And so you finally got the date, and it seemed like you had the fight, right? You had the Serrano rematch, she wins on uh, February 4th. It Seems like maybe Croke Park is a thing, and then it's not a thing, but at least you have the fight, and at least you could go to the Three Arena, and then she withdraws from the fight. Now, I think most people, when they heard that news, thought, all right, well, I guess the Irish homecoming, the coronation for Katie Taylor is going to have to wait. Was there a point where you thought, "All right, it's dead," and we're going, and this is like not meant to be now? Because there was a period there where Chantel didn't come mm, into the mm. picture for like a few days, mm. right? We thought this was dead. Did you think it was dead as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, my first uh, thoughts were after that that cruise fire, MSG. It was a tough fight, and I got in the ring after. I think it was 13 weeks till the fight. And the first thing you do is go up to the trainer and the team fighter and say, "Are you okay? Hands okay? Any cuts? She had a, a little nick here," but I went in. I spoke to Nikisa, I spoke to Jordan, I spoke to Amanda, and said, are you okay to announce the fight? Yeah, we're ready, 13 weeks, we'll be fine, don't worry. And as the weeks went on, clearly she wasn't ready to fight. When I got the news, I felt it's a reschedule. Mm. You know, it's such a big fight, we don't wanna mess around doing an interim fight, you know, we want that fight. And then we all got on a conference call, myself, Brian Peters, Ross, Katie Taylor, and Katie was adamant that she wanted to fight. You know, and I said, look, financially, the fight's just not as big as Amanda Serrano on a global level. You know, you've just sold out Madison Square Garden, fight of the year, fight the century, whatever you want to call it. This is still a massive fight, but it's, I think it's a tougher fight. And she said, I don't care, I, I want to fight, and I will fight Chantel Cameron. And then I was like, okay, and we sort of, we took a step back as a team, and went, oh, let's all t- talk internally. And next thing, she's put it on social media i want to fight may 20th chantelle cameron i'm ready i'm like well she's never done anything like that before that's how adamant she was and from there it was the easiest of negotiations chantelle cameron had her price that she wanted we thought it was a fair price you know a bit of negotiation we got it done and the fight was on and that's the most refreshing thing about women's boxing and when i say about how enjoyable the journey has been no obstacles like no draining arguments and spats and politics and just katie taylor saying i will basically fight anyone you put in front of me
0: and so why was the Chantel? because uh, i think you would agree with this she could she could have fought a broomstick mm. at the three mm. arena and oh, sold that sure. thing out yeah. right mm. yet she decides to fight the undisputed 140 pound champion yeah. who's bigger who's younger who some say it's a 50 50 fight like she could have fought anyone right this could have been a gimme mm. tune-up bridge
1: fight why such a tough opponent because i just feel like she wanted to bring something special to ireland and i feel i feel like bringing a voluntary defense from an unknown challenger would have been really underwhelming for her homecoming in all honesty i mean like you say sold it out fantastic but now you have something like she's reaching the stage of her career that she wants to consistently keep redefining her career with challenges and to become a two division Undisputed champion. I mean, she's the challenger. I said, mm-hmm. you know, she's got to rip the belts of Chantel Cameron, and it's a really dangerous fight, in my opinion, a tougher fight than Amanda Serrano, because of the size, because of the freshness, because of a little bit of history, and she. But that's what she wants, you know. But Katie's probably only weakness is her stubbornness. In that, you know, I've I've heard her say, you know, Chantel Cameron says, "I'm I'm strong." Okay, I'm strong too. You know, I'm ready to go to war. I like war too. You know, and she'll get her instructions to box and be sharp and she's so fast, but she'll do what she always does, which is bite down on a gum shield, hold her feet and go to war, especially when that place erupts on Saturday.
0: Is there a part of you that dreads a situation like this because Katie Taylor fighting in Ireland is huge. Katie Taylor winning her first pro bout in Ireland is stuff that we'll be talking about for years. Like we do the Conor fight in 2014 when he came as part of the UFC but you also promote Chantelle yeah, Cameron yeah. and so I remember you at MSG sitting next to Jake Paul openly cheering yeah. for Katie.
1: You can't do that no, on Saturday. No, and that's the one that's thing tough, I don't no? enjoy it right. as much because I want that, that that feeling. You know, when we heard and still that night, you know, and just Jake Paul sit down, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and it was that's what sports all about for me. So this is just about creating an opportunity for two fantastic female fighters and you know there's flip sides for both here Katie Taylor wins she becomes two-division undisputed world champion probably the greatest Irish sports person of all time but if Chantelle Cameron wins it's probably one of the greatest victories from an English or British fighter in the history of Oxford to go to Katie Taylor's backyard and beat her in Dublin would be an unbelievable feat and this is the moment where me as a promoter goes know, yeah, i love you both good luck you, mm-hmm. you've been given the opportunity but i will have to sit there going oh 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 you know and you always end up falling out with someone oh really you know, i remember tommy coil um, said to me once you know he he was fighting a guy called masher dodd and i, I represented both guys love tommy coil love masher dodd and they were fighting for the commonwealth title and i can't remember the exact conversation but i think i basically said that when i stopped him you didn't even celebrate mm. and I'm like, I can't, you know, Rocky Fielding fighting Callum Smith, same thing, right. That's where you, but you always fall out with someone, okay. But you know, for this one, it's just, you know, two great fighters who have a chance to, to create their own history. On Saturday,
0: if Chantal pulls it off, if she wins, is the Serrano fight dead?
1: I mean, I think the rematch. I mean, depending on how the fight goes, someone said to me earlier in the media, you know, what's the biggest fight for Chantal Cameron. If she wins on Saturday, I said, probably the rematch. You know, I mean, that, that, this is the biggest fight for, for her available. And if she wins, probably the rematch will be the biggest fight available. But That's for Cameron. Yeah, but, right. but, but for Kate, listen, this fight's going to be a war. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of the best fights you've ever seen. So rematch whoever wins is a real possibility. Amanda Serrano is now calling out that rematch and saying, you know, I want to get that one locked in. Of course, it's a huge fight financially for her. So you've got Serrano there, you've got Alicia Baumgardner, part of the broadcast team on Saturday. She's undisputed at 130. Who you also promote. Exactly. you got so you've got the 126 undisputed, the 130 undisputed, the 135 is Katie, and you've got Chantel Cameron at 140, isn't it? Like I said earlier. Imagine a situation in, in men's boxing where the undisputed champion was fighting the undisputed champion from two divisions below. Alright? the undisputed champion from two divisions below pulls out and the undisputed champion in the division above goes i'll do it mm. and everyone goes done yep. i mean that's like that's like ufc stuff yeah, but yeah, yeah. for boxing that's unheard of right you know that's like i don't know that's like uh josh taylor when he was undisputed fighting um uh, i don't know um great uh, lomachenko When he was down at Super Feather or whatever, and then Lomachenko pulling out, and then Errol Spence or Crawford popping up and saying, "Well, I'll fight you," and everyone just going, "Oh, great. you know. It's like it shows you it doesn't have to be that hard. Everyone's making great money. Everyone's been perfect in the build-up. Like that's that's really the poison of the school. Mm. You know, just no, I don't like him. That network, that network. And we have got the majority of control of female boxing. So it is you can make those moves, but they are much more prone the female fighters to want to create legacy over money. Now they're getting both.
0: What was your reaction when you found out that Amanda Serrano was going to be fighting on August 5th and and reaction to two things. Number one against Heather Hardy mm. and number two here she is now fight- like it's always good if they're on the same timeline, right? Mm. Now she's fighting 3 months later. Yeah. And some people, I think, were thinking, all right, we get May 20th out of the way. Katie wins. Perhaps in the fall, we can revisit Croke Park against Amanda Serrano. Now it seems like that's almost impossible. So what was your reaction to that? Yeah,
1: I mean, look, I, I think Heather, Heather Hardy is another trailblazer that's done amazing things. It's, it's a one-sided fight. She fought her four years ago. I promoted yeah. the fight. It was, you know, it was a one-sided beatdown, but Heather was very tough that night. Um, so in that respect, the turnaround would be quicker. But when you look at, you know, the individual, Katie Taylor, lost the Serrano fight, she's fighting Chantel Cameron. Mm. You know, Serrano pulled out of the Taylor fight, she's fighting Heather Hard. I mean, it's, it's chalk and cheese, mm. But You know, we won't wait for Amanda Serrano. And that, that was the key for Katie. Katie didn't really, there's part of Katie that thinks that Serrano doesn't really want the fight. And when the fight was made the second time around, even when it was made the first time around, she wasn't sure. But when it was made the second time around, she still wasn't sure. And when she pulled out, it was like, I'm not waiting for her. So that will be the same this time, pending what happens on Saturday night. How many fights do you think Kitty has left? If it was up to her, 27. If it was up to you? I think she's in her prime. You know, what happens as a fighter is sometimes you have these mandatory fights and where you sort of underperform a little bit and everyone starts questioning what you've got left. And then she fought Serrano and I thought that was one of the best performances of her career. Then she just had another mandatory fight and looked okay. Oh, she's no, no she's, she's on the slide again. And I think on Saturday, she'll be her best ever. I would love her to retire if she beats Chantel Cameron undefeated, not on Saturday. Okay. But like, you know, you've got Amanda Serrano, you've got Alicia Baumgardner. You know, I don't, I don't know the challenges Beyond, but those, those are fights you could see a two, you could see a three, you know. So I want to say, she'll tell me off, but I want to say three to five fights, mm. you know. But boxing's her life. It's very difficult to walk away when, when you just have so much passion for something. And that is, she's just, boxing is everything to her, everything. And I don't, I'm not sure what she'd do without boxing, you know.
0: It's amazing to me because you have been around superstars, mm. talking to her, like I, I, I talked to her at MSG when I saw you and I was in the midst of all the craziness with Croke Park. She had no idea that that was going on. Mm. She was completely, she doesn't, she told me about her social media, how she yeah, doesn't yeah, check yeah. this and that you're around other superstars to see someone become this famous. We just saw at the open workouts, kids screaming like, mm. like the Beatles were there, yeah. like screaming at the top of their lungs. but to be so almost like, Oblivious to yeah. it. Have you ever met no, a superstar no. like that? Yeah, I mean,
1: the, you know, the workout, I said to her, you know, you should have some, there's some kids over there. Yeah. I think they'd like to see you. She said, oh, do you think, do you think they would? Like, <laughs> like I was like, yeah, they're here for yeah. you. you know? <laughs> oh, well, okay, okay. Like, I don't know, she's, she's completely unique. And that, that was what drew me to her, you know, when she sat in the office. It wasn't someone saying, I, I got women's boxing in the Olympics. You know, I, I made women's boxing legal in Ireland. You know, I was the first female fighter to headline at Manchester Square Garden. Oh, you know, she's just like, she wants that to pave the way for others. I think her most pleasing thing, and like I said, when I walk into an amateur boxing club, ma'am, full of girls. Not like when when you, you know, I'm talking 20 years ago, you would never, ever see a female fighter in in an amateur boxing club 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Now, you're not seeing one, you're seeing a dozen. Every session, you know, and I often say to them, I say, I've, I've watched girls at My door's boxing club. They're 11, 12 and they're southpaw slipping, getting in the inside, trading up. I'm, so I'm like, you know, I was said to one the other day, I said, you're unbelievable. She says my life. I said, who's your favorite fighter? Kate Taylor, yeah. you know? And he's like, now they've got so many role models, but she's the one, you know, and people don't realize without those individuals, grassroots is dead. Same with Anthony Joshua. You know, when he came through in in the UK, kids, I want to be like AJ. And how good to have a role model, but as a parent, like, I am so happy that Katie Taylor is my child. Oh, 100%. I mean, as opposed to this TikToker, right? You invited in this YouTube thing, right? Right. Which I understand as well. You know what I'm saying? It's like built off hard work, discipline, respect, you know, sportsmanship everything that you want to instill in a, in a kid. And, and she's just, and the time she has for those kids. You know, it's amazing to see her around kids and around her own family. Right. Very soft, you know, so caring, but just the most fierce competitor I've ever met. Will you consider it a failure if you don't get her to Croke Park? No. No? no I mean, we've already surpassed what, well, anything we could have ever dreamed of. You know, I mean, it's personal to her to try and make that happen. It's a lot of tickets. You know, this gate is the highest grossing gate in the history of the three arena. But it's only 9000 and the tickets were very expensive because we had to pay the bills. Same three
0: arena that Connor
1: fought Yes, at. yeah. By far the biggest gross gate. Wow. And we can do Croke Park. The tickets will be a lot cheaper. But it will be a historic moment for Ireland. But everything stems from Saturday night. Okay. Meaning, if she doesn't win, is Croke Park dead? Yeah, I asked I mean, you about it yeah. some- I mean, again... If she loses an all-out war, yeah, the rematch could be the biggest fight right. in boxing. You know, if she gets stopped, Croke Hart's dead. Really? Wow. I think. I mean, that adds more. Of course, cool, but she's not. I mean, the thought of Katie Taylor getting stopped. I mean, I hope she doesn't even watch this because right. she pulled me up on that. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, I, I just, she's just, you know, she's ready. She's she's so ready for this. In 2014,
0: when Connor fought here, it began this explosion of irish mma this invasion of sorts and i'm wondering if you feel like the same is about to happen on saturday and you've got you know young studs like gary cully who appear to be i mean like he looks like a superstar Mm -hmm. right and he fights like a superstar do you feel like this is the beginning of something big like you'll be back here even without katie taylor on a consistent basis yeah
1: i mean the great news for irish boxing is it's never short of talent and personalities as well but the platform hasn't been there so Irish fighters are about to come over to the UK, and into England and fight there or in America. If we can build consistent shows here, and, and in the interim, they'll all be off the back of Katie, but fighters like Gary Cully that can go and win world championships at 135 pounds are, are the next generation of fighters that have to carry the mantle mm. you know, and the torch to, to keep these big shows alive. And, and Three Arena was the perfect size arena mm. for those guys moving forward. And the hope is that... Saturday night, the people get a night they will never forget at the three arena, a night where they just watch boxing and fall in love with it and ask you when the next one is. And then that's when you bring the talent through and and keep them coming back. I can't wait. Uh, It's a huge honor for me to be here. And uh, it's
0: something like I I said it to everyone involved. Like I need to be here. They they asked me to work on the Jake Paul, Nate Diaz fight. Mm -hmm. I said, cool, only if I can work on this one too. Um, and, And we're about to wrap. So I'll hit you with some quick hitters before we go, that fight, who do you like in it?
1: I mean, I have no idea. I I have no idea if Nate can even fight. You know, I had some conversations with his guys. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, with the talk of Francis at the moment, I I saw him say yesterday that he was thinking about having an interim fight or a warm-up fight. And when I met him in Vegas, that was kind of against what he was saying at that time. Mm -hmm. The danger with a warm-up fight or an interim fight is... People can find out how bad you actually are. Or if you've got talent, people can find out how good you are. But it's a risky game because you're rolling the dice for small money and you may lose the opportunity at a big fight. And what I like, what Nate has done, is no one knows. Mm. Right? So he could get completely smashed to pieces in a round. Or he could be a great fighter. You know, I used to spar with Andre Ward mm. and stuff like this. If you're asking me, I think Jake Paul beats him comfortably, but you will know more about his boxing ability.
0: Well, we've never seen him in a pro boxing bout, right? Well, we've seen his MMA boxing, which is a totally different thing. Yeah. Obviously, he's fighting at a higher weight as well. One
1: eighty-five. He's never fought yeah. at one eighty-five. So there's a lot of factors here. I, I I really hope Nate Diaz wins, and I really like Nate Diaz. I'm just saying that. So if he sees me after his prediction, okay. he doesn't put me to sleep yeah, yeah, on yeah. The concrete. <laughs> I think he gets stopped.
0: You think he gets stopped? Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned Francis. He's still a free agent as far mm-hmm. as boxing is concerned. Signed the deal with PFL, announced on uh, Tuesday. I feel like it's right there, something big. Yeah, I think,
1: you know, right now, when we talk about our premium heavyweight charge in Anthony Joshua, his desire is to fight Deontay Wilder and try and regain the World Heavyweight Championship. I spoke to him about the Ngannou fight, and he, he likes it and he gets it, but his focus is still very much legacy within the sport mm. not just the one off payday um you got the fury fight you got the wilder fight but i think Nganu has probably been pricing himself out a little bit of some conversations and i haven't spoke money with him and probably thought to himself now okay well i think i can make good money having a fight and i would like to do that fight for sure and 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 i think he can box francis i mean don't forget he was a boxer mm-hmm. you know he came from cameroon yep. i believe yep. to I mean, his story's unbelievable. I mean, Cameroon. honestly, Ariel, I mean, you know the story. I had two hours of non in Vegas. I was like a kid. Yeah. I, yeah. it was like, so when he left Cameroon, you know, to try and get to England was the aim. Like, on foot, but virtually on yeah, foot with nothing. Yeah, yeah. How do you even do that? I was like, I was like, and the questions I was like, How do you start? So you yeah. left your front door. <laughs> Where did you go? Yeah, yeah. like, I got the train here to the Sahara Desert, yeah. and I was up through Algeria, and the next thing I was in Morocco. I'm like, because then we lived in the jungle in in Algeria, like, wherever it was for for two months. I'm like, what was you eating? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's like crazy. And I said to him, I said, how much money did you have when you left your house? It was like a couple of hundred dollars, but you know, within the first day, that's obviously all gone. And I have mean, just I'm listening to this story thinking, this is the most incredible story I've ever heard. So in that respect, from a promoter or a marketeer's point, of view, what, what, what a client to work with, you know, and he can fight. It's not like Nate Diaz who's been an MMA fighter and done a bit of sparring. This guy, effectively, Francis was a boxer. Now, mm-hmm. not of the levels of, sure. of we're seeing, but at least he has the foundations and he's a big lump. And if he hits you on the chin, you're going to sleep. Mm-hmm.
0: It would be incredible to see. Uh, they're giving me the rap, so uh, yes or no questions, okay? Okay. Dillian White next for Anthony Joshua.
1: I mean, if I have to go one with the other, I say yes. Yes. Um, Ryan Garcia, Eddie Hearn. I mean, not, I've seen this announcement coming tomorrow, is it? Or something like that? I don't know. It's, it's not me. It's not you? No, All right. We'll man. find out. Uh, Canelo Bivell next? I hope so.
0: 175. That's the fight they won. September? Yep. All right. Uh, great to be here. Thank Cheers, you so much mate. for the thanks time. For, uh, for thank you to Conor McGregor for having us Absolutely. as well. Uh, the, uh, I mean, the four jars. Down. I didn't have it. This is, I think, your third no. of the afternoon. So maybe go easy. Yeah, We've got more to job. do. But uh, can't wait for it. It goes down uh, this Saturday. Live globally on zone. It's the big one. Katie Taylor moving up to 140 pounds to fight the undisputed champion, Chantel Cameron. It's an honor to be here. Thank you for the time.